Bluff City NIL is an official partner of Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your <clears> donations <throat> to Bluff City NIL are 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. So thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Lasley. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. TJ, TJ, what up, my dog? What up, man? How are you? Feels like, what a big weekend it was, though. Feels like Christmas a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? And Penny it's definitely been a big week. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Kids transfer portaling, coaches saying you'll fit in great here. It's the most wonderful. T- Is it really the most wonderful time of year, though? I kind of like. I was going to hate the transfer portal, but I kind of love it too. It's been a lot of fun the last like three days. Let's say two things. Did you just make that song up on the spot or have you been practicing that? Uh, no, that was what we just did it right now. Wow. wow. I don't know. That's a good question. If I really like the transport portal time because it's fun, but also like it's stressful because you know you're going to lose somebody and then you have to oh, play yeah. who's going to start for the next 17 months. And like, it feels like you're rebuilding a team every year. It feels like, I mean, you know, what. There was a time back in the day, the Larnberg prep dudes. Yeah, you made an elite nice. eight their first year, and you knew you were building upon that. Now it's like you make a little bit of run, you feel good about your team, and then mm. totally rebuild. But it is fun. It's a lot of fun to see who we're bringing in, the commitments. That is fun. It's it exciting. Yeah, I'll give you that. All right, first let's talk about this uh, – from the friends down at Wiseacre, the uh, biscuits of the moon. Yeah, I'm a little confused by that. What I don't know what moon biscuits means, but I typed it in earlier, and literally biscuits, the shape of like crescent moons, popped up. I don't know. I did notice but, one uh, thing, but I'm gonna I'll save it for later when we do the can review. Amber ale from uh, the friends down at Wiseacre. Yeah, I think these were. Did a little bit of reading beforehand. Amber Ales were big in the 90s. So it's a throwback from the folks okay. down at Wiseacre many moons ago, as they say, which I think is a play on moon biscuits there. Perhaps. Who's to say? Got a little bit of a, what do they say, a honey malt Dude, in there. Too early. You got to wait. Wait to the end. Yeah. No, it's good, though. All right, Trey, you said it was a big week. What does that mean for us? Well, we talked about it last week. We had uh, several visits lined up. There was a little bit of a shakeup there. We had Quez uh, Glover cancel. So it looks like he might be, I don't know, a lean towards uh, the hometown Knoxvillians over there, the Vols. But wasted no time in filling that vacancy. 
of a of a uh, portal visit with none other than this. And this kid blew up. It was a week ago today. D two, Nova Southeastern, guard forward. Call him a point forward. Jonathan Pierre yep. came into town. Uh, TJ, I, I know you saw the tweet because you quoted it. But there was a tweet that listed out the amount of schools that had contacted old uh, old Pierre. I didn't know you could put that Lost many count. characters in a tweet. I mean, what, it, was over, it, it was over. It was like over a hundred schools had reached out. You well, name think... a, you name a D one school, and they reached out to old old uh, J Pierre. Well, yeah. I mean, if you just look at the guy, we're talking size alone. I've seen him anywhere from 6'9 to 6'10. We'll just say he's 6'9. Uh, almost 200 pounds. Very physically gifted. He can shoot the he can shoot the tray. Are you kidding me? He can knock the tray ball down for sure. He's got range. I'll uh you throw up 163s in a season and you shoot 41%. I'd say that's pretty good. You know what's pretty good? There's probably rarely people shoot that many and are better. But he had a teammate that shot as many threes exactly and shot, what was it, 52% from three on 160 yeah. attempts. Will Yoakum, I wish he had some eligibility yeah. left because I'd say, Jonathan, bring your buddy Will with you. It's a little unheard of. I'm not going to lie. You guys said go look at the uh, the championship game. And I was like, okay, sure. I went and looked at the box score. and Staggering. Staggering numbers. Yeah, I mean, it, it what was the final one eleven or one hundred one or something? Just yeah, and he everybody put up twenty. Except, is this? Are you concerned about this at all? Friend of ours, Jonathan, your boy Jonathan Pierre, our friend Jonathan, texted me about this. Pierre only scored four points in a game where his team put up one hundred and eleven. No, oh, I don't think I am. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know. But it does make you wonder what happened. I mean, he only played 20 minutes, maybe got in a little foul trouble. I don't know. But uh, yeah. you'd expect out of a guy that was averaging 15 on the year, what, 15 and 5 on the year, I think. Yeah. Started the last 20-something games, 19 games of the year. I don't know. You'd expect more than four points out of him. But, hey, I guess everybody has an off night every now and then. Yeah, I think my question with him is, how do you utilize him? Like at six nine, you know, we, we've talked about he's six nine. Is he a three? Is he a four? Can he play yes. a really yes. really big two? I mean, like I yes, I have, can he bring the watch ball him? Four? I, yes. Yeah, when I watch him, I think that he can play any position on the court. Honestly, I mean, he said it himself. Like part of the allure of coming here was to play for Penny, who himself was sort of that big guard, six, mm -hmm. seven point forward esque. Like he wants to come and learn from Penny every day. Um, he was on, uh, he was on the radio today, did an interview with on the Dilb and Dilb show on 92.9. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that. It wasn't much of an interview because I tell you what, Jonathan is a heck of a storyteller. I asked him one question and my man talked for 15 minutes straight with no other question. <laughs> being needed to be asked you just straight up told the whole journey it's a heck of a journey um wasn't really recruited out of high school i think as a senior what do you say he was six two going into six, his senior yeah. year 
that was in the height of COVID when he's in high school. So recruiting was weird. You weren't really getting in-person recruiting, that kind of thing. As a 6'2 yeah. kid down in Florida, like you can understand maybe uh, getting overlooked. And then I want to say he said it was during the season before they uh, played in one of their tournaments. And he grew five, six inches in the span of four weeks. All of a sudden you look up and you're six, seven. You ever have a growth spurt like that, Teej? No. No? No. He just always been right there. What are you, 5'10"? 5'11", but yeah. 5'11". I'm above the nation's, what, I, aver- nation's average. I don't uh, – I had about that. It wasn't that quick, but uh, I was probably 5'8 or 5'9 coming out of middle school. In the summer between eighth grade and ninth grade, I went from five eight or five nine to six two or six three over yeah. the summer. I'm I was the opposite. From like sixth grade on, I have pretty much been the same size. I was just this huge frame that I just grew into. Yeah. Haven't haven't grown another inch. Yeah. I weighed the same that I weighed when I was five eight. I just grew like five or six inches. It was wild. And he, he talked about it on the radio today. He, he's grown, so he got to 6'7 by the end of his senior year of high school. Went to Nova, grew two more inches that next year. He's 6'9 right now. He talked about, this... you ever heard of uh, Oshkosh Slaughters? Yeah, dude, in the knee. Pardon my French, but it is painful to have those gross. I still have the knot on my right knee for my, uh, my Oshkosh Slaughter. I don't really know what it honest. is. It has to do with growing, but. Have you ever heard of Nova Southeastern University? Uh, no. And I'll tell you what, I just assumed that it was up near Mike Philly. No. <laughs> Until I saw they were the sharks and I was like, well, there's not sharks up there. And then I looked up where they I, were. So. Where are no, they? No, I had so not. In, uh, they Florida? Yeah. Okay. Based off of, I'm looking at their schedule and I could see Palm Beach, Florida Tech, Tampa, uh, just Florida team, Florida team, Florida team. I can only imagine they're in Florida. I've never heard of Yeah, this. they play down there in like the – I forget what their conference is called, but the Southern something. This is one um, of those generic teams that you stumble upon in like video games, like an N- NBA 2K or like NCAA football, like North yeah. Southeastern team kind of thing. That's what this is. Yeah, yeah, the FCS South, FCS Southeast, the Sharks. Uh, yeah, they are in the Sunshine State Conference. Okay, their mascot's name is Razor, Razor the Shark. But uh, national champs this year went undefeated. I think it was only like the the sixth time in D two history that a team's gone undefeated and won the national championship. Impressive stuff. Jonathan's he's lost one game in his collegiate career. I think he's like sixty seven and one or something like that. The kid's a winner. He knows how to win. It's coming from a winning program. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I have a little bit of reserve with this kid, and not. I don't think he's going to be terrible. Where are you going with this? Because he's D two. Hear me out. Yes, it is because he's D two. I don't know what to expect. I don't know anything about Nova Southeastern. I don't know anything about the Sunshine, whatever it was called. I don't. I just don't know what to expect. Like off, if you look at stats alone, he looks great. Right. Yeah. Everyone who heard him talk, he sounds intelligent. 
He sounds uh, he has all the charisma you want in a guy. He's a great. Uh, I just don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to translate to the court. I, I have no clue, but I'm going to keep an open mind because the statistics tell me that this guy could be special. All the I think offers he's, tell me this guy could be special. I agree with you. I can see some hesitation there. I think he's his ceiling is very high. He has okay. the potential to be very, very good. I think he can yeah. be very good. But I agree with you. Coming from D2 now, I think there's probably a lot of players that can play at the Division One level that are playing D2, given what we've already talked about with COVID. Sure, sure, sure recruiting now that you got the transfer portal a lot of kids that may have gone to d1 programs before have to settle for d2 or whatnot right like so i think there's plenty of players at that level that can that can come up and will be able to contribute right away but looking at the title game you talk about 111 points he only scored four i mean he wasn't really honestly the best player on that team i mean they had two all-americans and will yokum and then uh i forget the other kid's name but yeah, he averaged 14 and five. He didn't even start the whole year. I don't think he played a tremendous amount as a freshman. Um, so I could see where there's some reservation there and not not maybe yeah. expecting to, him to come in and like immediately be a world beater, right? Like it may take a little bit of a time. Sure. I think, but I get him on I campus, put him on the practice court with everybody else. You, you'll yeah. know instantly if he fits in or not. Oh, absolutely. But it's also like how many times have we had somebody coming in where we heard about like this dude can shoot and then he gets here and it's like it's just a different times. It's a different level. It's a lot faster, a lot more physical. I mean, he said it himself today on the radio, like he's ready to come in. He's gonna have to get in the weight room, put a little weight on. Um yeah. he's talked about with those growth spurts, he still had to kind of work at his lateral movement defensively, like Basically said he had to learn how to do a lot of stuff over when he grew that much. Uh, yeah. But he seems to handle the ball well. Passes great. He makes some very high-level passes and can shoot the rock. I mean, dude's got – he's got range. I yeah. mean, he was five, six feet in some of those from behind the three, just knocked down. So uh, he's very capable. I think he's got the tool set to, like I said, to be a very, very good – piece for the Tigers it's just how does that all come together over the next calendar year yeah I, um, it's interesting that he was showing up on some people like in articles and things like that for NBA interest like a potential draft pick this year and like right now just I landed it that. Hey, I, mean, I knew every, like every D1 program is after him yeah it's definitely not consistent so yeah, it's, it's also tough, right? Because coming D2, not a lot of these publications like include him in their rankings, right? So like you talk about 247, he's not listed. I don't think Rivals has him listed. On3 has him listed, and they have him as 22nd overall. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of tough to gauge by those rankings, right? But if you just look at the list of teams, I mean, he mentioned it. Like Duke was calling him, uh, Baylor, Alabama, I think he said himself it was coming down with him between Memphis, Baylor, Alabama, and LSU, I want to say. And then uh, College of Charleston was the last one that he threw in, which I'm like, one of these is not like the others. But uh, I don't know. If you want to live from Florida, you want to change a beach scenery, (laughs) maybe that's for you. I don't know. Um, 
but the kid was drawing interest from like every every high level sure. D one program. So obviously, people see things in him that uh, that they like on the basketball court, and I, I mean, I do too. I mean, I, like I said, coming to play for Penny, he's got the skills. He was a guard his whole life. Sure, he, he's had growth spurts, had to learn to do some things over. But uh, if you just watch some YouTube footage, if you watch the YouTube footage of him. I think I sent it to you earlier. I tweeted it when he was eight years old. Kid works his tail. <laughs> Got me real excited. There's a YouTube video of him then when he was eight out there. That's great. Uh, we'll in that see. interview too, though, he's what another part that I loved was, and it's, I mean, I think this is coming from Penny for anybody that's joining. At least I hope that this is kind of his, uh, you know, his telling to them is, I mean, Jonathan said he's not coming in and expecting anything, not expecting to be a starter. And I mean, he was like, I don't even expect to be handed a six man position. Like, I don't. The yeah. only thing that I want is the opportunity to come in and compete. Right. And that's all you can. He was like, I and I will do anything. I'm not coming in with the expectation that I'm going to take this many threes or that. You know, I'm going to be bringing the ball up the floor. All that he's like, do I want to do that? What I and uh, you know, I think that I'm capable. Yes, but if my team needs me to go out and grab ten boards, and that's my primary focus, that's what I'm going to do. If it helps us win, which is what I feel like this day and age, there's not enough of those guys. Sure. When you get back you to it, basketball, is a team sport. Mm-hmm. It's not all about getting yours. It's about winning the game and doing whatever it takes. So like. Yeah, if he comes in, defined role, and accepts it, I'm all for it, whatever that may be. And it sounds like he is too. Hey, I'm all for it. I, I, I am very excited to see what it's like. Again, I have some concerns just because uh, the level of talent these played against, played with. I mean, it's just it's a hard it's a hard thing, right? How many NBA players came from D two? I can name one off the top of my head. That's not really saying much, but like maybe this guy could be something special, you know? Hey, I mean, I know that's probably his dream. The list of offers, I I think more than anything, even more than the tape tells me that shows what he's could be. Exactly. Exactly. The ceiling to your point is, is limitless. Is there, I mean, the other thing dude, that gets me excited is, he said it himself, like he's comfortable guarding the one through four and switching. Yeah, I believe that. And the the style that they played down there, he said they were pressing full court basically the whole game. Like we don't necessarily do that the entire game, but that gives me confidence in his ability to switch. I mean, you know, we like to switch. Yeah. So like I'm all for getting back to that elite level defense. Not that, you know, whatever we ended up this year, I think we were like 30 sure. something defensively but it's a lot of fun when you're like a top three level defense yeah 38th is what we ended up this year but i think that's he's a guy with length i mean the whole team to be honest we'll get to the others in a minute but i think you're really getting back to that defensive elite level maybe impossible to score on at times All right. All right. Jonathan, Jonathan was the first. We'll go. Let's go in ranking order. So Jonathan was the highest ranked so far at 22nd on on three, which, by the way, on three's got him as a four star. 
commit, I think, as a transfer uh, at 22nd. Not too far behind him is 6'7 junior. Well, he'll be a junior from MTSU. Our boy, Teofile Leonard. They have him at 31st on on three, which is also a a four-star. He's 51st at Evan Maya, if you guys are familiar with the the PhD statistician and his website, uh, which actually makes him a five-star by Evan Maya standards. Um, But a huge get. I mean, this is one we talked about last week, excited about him coming in. I think he – did he visit – it was Thursday or Friday. I can't remember, but I was getting – Honestly, a little bit worried when you didn't get the immediate commitment. Uh, I think he dropped a top three of, was it A&M, us, and the NBL? Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, and ultimately today, this earlier today, uh, committed to, to Penny and the Tigers. But I, again, you talk about getting back to elite-level defense, like – his upside is defensively like, yeah, he can score. He's not the best shooter in the world. He's not, he's not going to probably come out and score 25 in any given night, but he's an athletic freak and he's a tenacious defender. I mean, I think it what averaged last year, almost two and two for blocks and steals defensively. Um, which is pretty wild. I mean, you get guys that will average two or more blocks, or two or more steals, but to do both is pretty impressive. Yeah, I I'm staying firm, dude. I, I, he reminds me so much of DJ. Just maybe, you know, G, C, senior year DJ just was able to hit the three consistently, I, more consistently I mean, I, than yeah. And he has I see, shown. I I see the DJ comparison as far as athleticism, dude. Watching him, he's going to dunk on people all year. Yes. Yeah. The kick and I jump think... out of the freaking gym. Put back, I'm talking put backs, lobs, drive the lane and just yam on your head. From that aspect, DJ 100%. But I think he is a much better defender above yeah. DJ as far as defensive. DJ could get up there and block shots with the best of them. Mm-hmm. But I think on ball and just defensively spacing on the floor, communicate like – Leonard's much better defender. Yeah, I mean, I with him, I think you and I are both extremely high on Leonard. Um, he's another guy that I, I'm curious what they do with him. Where do they play him? Is you play him at the three and just cover the whole yeah. floor and hand to hand? Everybody's just so long they can just cover the whole floor. I mean, I, I'd feel confident in saying he could probably guard one through four, just like uh, Pierre could. Right, which is I think is what. I mean, Coach Hardaway is looking for. We switch so often. You know, last year when you've got somebody like Kendrick, love him to death, incredible offensive player, but as his size, it's tough for him when he gets switched, right? Like when you're switching one through four, whatever, if he gets switched on a even sometimes a two or a three, like a three, it's a yeah. huge size advantage for the offensive player. But when you got guys out here, I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute, but we could throw lineups where the shortest dude on the floor is six five which is wild. The length is just incredible. Yeah. Um, but no, super, can we call him T? Can you go by T? Talafale, if you're listening, if you go by T, let us know. We'll call you T. Um, 
No, I am very, very excited about what he's going to bring. Um, I, I think he's capable offensively. I think he will give – I mean, what, he averaged like eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half sure. and four boards last year shooting 50% basically from the field. Not the best three-point shooter, but that's not to say – like he will knock down a three. I mean, he made 20 – he didn't. He doesn't take a ton, but he made 23 threes last year i think i mean he shot 23 percent, but he is he can make threes he's capable he shot 34 percent in his freshman year i think again not on a ton of attempts i want to say it was like 50 ish but he's capable but i I really think where he's going to get a majority of his offensive production is you know lobs transition the dude runs the floor transition yeah he is i was watching something earlier he's 75th percentile in points per possession when it's a transition the he runs the floor great and is there for lobs all over the place so yeah i said that very excited about what he's gonna bring i was saying that the last time I, i think this dude is going to eat during transition like he's maybe not a guy you're gonna set up a play you know, you're not trying to set up a play directly for him. Maybe he's a maybe he'll cut to the basket kind of situation. But yeah, more times than not, something. he's exactly he's going to do his damage uh, on transition. You know, playing stellar defense, getting the break, quick pass, transition, slam. It, I'm telling you, yeah. it, it makes so much sense for him to come to Memphis. I, I feel like he's going to thrive in transition. Yeah, and two, the other thing that I notice is like a lot of times in transition it's the guy that makes the defensive play that's getting down the sure. floor, like the steal, the actual stealer of the pass or the, the guy that deflects the pass. Not, I mean, yes, he does that, but there were numerous times where he wasn't, he was going to probably, he could have been the last guy back and he's down the floor, catching a lob, finishing it off, like mm-hmm. runs the floor. Great. Absolutely. I'm very excited about what he's going to bring from a transition offense standpoint. Yeah. All for it, man. Um, so that's two down. And then the third of four. We had four visits this week and got three commits out of it. Batting 750 on the weekend is uh, Coach Hardaway. The last and certainly not least for this weekend, uh, by on three standards, he's 85th. So this will be your third, which I would say is impressive, your third top 100 transfer. When you talk about, sure. I don't know, what are there, 1,500 kids in the transfer portal? You can land three top 100s. I'd say it's a pretty daggum good uh, transfer recruiting cycle there. But none other than uh, Tiger fans should be fairly familiar with them. Caleb Mills, former Houston uh, guard, Played a year at Houston, was all-conference type of guy. A fresh, he was a redshirt freshman, um, but he was, a, I think, freshman of the year. No, Precious was freshman of the year. That was Precious' year. But he was an all-conference kind of guy, was coming back as a redshirt sophomore and was preseason player of the year pick for the American. Ended up getting hurt. That's when he transferred out of Houston and has spent a couple of years for a Dudu Brown Florida State team. Um but a, a veteran guard who's very capable, uh, handles the ball well, passes well. He's got a high assist rate, scores the basketball. I mean, he's averaged like 13 to 14 his entire career 
basically at both Houston and uh, Florida State. Averaged 13 his freshman year at Houston, 13 last year, and 13 this year uh, at Florida State. So he's like a last year 13 and five guy. No, sorry, 13, three and a half and three. So three and a half assists, three boards. But uh, shoots fairly well from three, shoots the free throws well. Um, I think he's a capable, can be a capable defender, but probably if there's anything that he needs to work on, I would say it's probably on the defensive end and bringing it every time down the floor on that side. He's shown flashes of of being able to, to get in passing lanes, get steals, uh, but I don't know that he's necessarily bringing it all night long on that side of the floor. Yeah, like I like the addition of Mills. I I'm not gonna say I love it because I don't necessarily view him as a true point. This team still needs a point guard. It's uh, kind of the way of college basketball, right? It, everything runs through talented guards. Um, can he be your main ball carrier in in I'm a, I don't know in emergency situations? Yes. Can he bring the ball up? Yes. I just I think you could do better. And I, I think it's six, five, like that's great size at the point. Um, I just, I don't know. I, me personally, I think that there are other options that you can uh, have at point guard and Caleb, you know, being your two guard or however you want to roll with it. I just think it's a better fit for him. Personally. It's just me. Yeah. I'm kind of, uh, I mean, I get it. I, I think he's capable of being your primary ball handler. You throw, I, I guess right now, the way that it's looking, it's going to be probably Caleb and Mikey out there as your two primary guards. Right. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate getting a, you know, people talk about a true point guard. What does that mean? But I, I kind of agree with you. I like, the addition of Caleb, I would like it better if he was coming in and, and being that two with potentially Mikey coming off the bench behind him in the two. Um, and you have a more true veteran guy that's your primary ball handler bringing the ball up the floor. Doesn't have to necessarily be like a KD, a scoring one, but just somebody that facilitates the offense, right? Um, but I do think Caleb's capable. I, I think he's, he's played that role. Um, he's been effective in it. He makes – you know, he finds open teammates. He shows that with three and a half assists. Um, exactly. So I, I don't hate it, but I'm kind of with you. I, I wouldn't be opposed to adding a true point guard to the roster by any means. Yeah, I'm not – look, I mean, I'm not going to be upset if we roll out something crazy. Caleb Mills – I'm just making something up. Caleb Mills, Jonathan, Leonard – um, Pierre, I guess at the four, and then whatever at the five. I'm assuming it's going to be Chandler as of now. I mean, I, it's all I got. Think of the the size that you have there. It's incredible size. So whatever, you know, I'm not going to complain. He he does have the ability to pass the ball, right? I, I don't think anyone's doubting that. You, what was it? Three assists a game. Yeah, three, uh, and, a half. three and a half assists a game. He's got a great assist rate. It's like 24 percent of his possessions end up with him making an assist yeah i mean what are we talking about that that's perfectly fine i just me personally tj personally thinks that we could we could get a better point guard out there and that caleb would be a perfect two guy that's just me i don't yeah i don't disagree with you and 
the fact that we're still uh, what's the UCF guard's name that we have coming in the young kid. No one knows that guy. That guy is not really. I know, but my point is, we played him three times a year, and no one's ever heard of him. (laughs) My point is the fact that uh, Jalen Young is that right? Yeah, Penny is bringing him in on a visit. I think he's coming next week, and obviously he would probably be in a backup role. But to me, that that is saying that he doesn't himself think that we're necessarily done at the guard spot which is what I'll go to next with these additions and where we stand. If we're looking at it, I will say we've, let's say we've got 11 scholarships taken up right now with what we've got. So if you look at it, we'll say, and that's with me bringing Jaden and Chandler back. Right, so there's your two fifth-year guys. I don't think Malcolm's coming back. I'm not going to throw him in there. Maybe he does. So maybe you end up and you've got 12 right now. But I'm going to go with no Malcolm. Keontae hit the portal, which I didn't really love. I wanted that Keontae was a guy that I kind of I wanted back. Right, I feel like that would he's a good fifth-year guy. Was productive this year until he broke his hand. Um, So we'll go with Jaden. Chandler are your two fifth years coming back. You got Jonathan as the second Lawson and returning player. Then you add Mikey, JJ, Carl, this freshman. I don't know about Tyler, so I'm not counting him because we've heard he's got academic issues. Then you got Jordan, Mills, Pierre, and Leonard. That's 11 right there. Question mark is forced. Um, we'll see. I think signing day is Wednesday, so we'll see if Tyler ends up signing. If he doesn't, I'm sure. counting him out. But right now, I think that leaves what? You get 13. You got two open if you go with the 11 we just named. You said you need a point guard. And I'm going to say uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. You got plenty of guys on the wing. To me, you need a big. Sure. I think that's the last minute. And I would be fine with a starting big and then maybe even one more as a backup big, to be honest. I think you got enough on the wing and that guard that you could be okay and just adding some more size on the inside. But would you go big and point guard at this point since you said point guard earlier? Yeah, I I think – I think the point card is probably the most important position to add. Um, typically to this team, team or in general to any team, in, in, to any team, to any team, um, as well as Chandler played last year. I, I think I still, I would look at a big, I would prioritize. He's not a, right I don't, I don't know. He's not a five to me. He's not a five. He's not a five, but you can get away with that in college. DeAndre is not a five. And we went the whole year with DeAndre at a five. Yeah. And DeAndre at the three at sometimes, which is still wild. But you can get away with it in college. So that's fine. You can get away with it, but that doesn't make it right. Give me that dude from freaking USF. Oh, you're that's talking about my boy, my boy Russ. Uh... Chawa? Chawa? Chawa, yeah. I, I, he's got great size. What was he? He's like Russell. Seven foot, 280. 
Yeah, give me that dude all day long. And he, I mean, he was productive for them this year, wasn't he? Yeah. Averaged yeah. like 10 and 8 or, or 12 and 8 or something. Uh, I would not hate to that. Although, it, you feel like we just sit here and we trade around in the American basketball players? It does feel that way. But he was like, also a Big 12 player first. So, yeah. Makes me I feel better. It. So, yeah, averaged 11 and 9, basically. I would take that every 61% from the yeah. field. Now, I'll say this. I watched a little bit. He does struggle turning the ball over. Um, great on the glass. Great with putbacks. But just as far as, like, footwork in the post situation with his back to the basket, not ideal. I mean, it's either getting ripped because he's holding the ball down low or he just, my man, straight up, straight up takes, like, six or seven steps or spins around in a circle without putting the ball on the floor, and it's a turnover. Like a third. Of I the think time. I take that though. I'm okay with that because I think I take it too because I, I don't think you're gonna be using him in that way. Exactly. Right? You're not gonna be feeding him down the post every single time down I mean, the floor. Maybe sometimes, but occasionally. Not every time. I'm just saying that's not gonna be your go-to every time, right? Like if he turns it over once or twice a game because we fed it to him in the post and he took three or four steps, then so be it. If he gets ten boards a night. And just clears the paint out. I'm all for it. Let me ask you this: a name that's popped up and gone back in the portal, who we are very familiar with. Would you be open to another other than Lausanne Hall of Famer Musa Sise returning? I don't know if. I mean, the easy answer is yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would be 100. But talking about a Big 12, he needs a waiver. Player of the year. He's what? I don't. I think he needs a waiver, and I don't want to get into another situation where we have to rely on the helping us. Like he looks bigger to me. No, no, he's definitely bigger. I just don't want to get in that situation. But from a skill set, absolutely. Yeah, but he's he's coming home nonstop. He's coming home. They're going to clear the waiver. Moving back home. It's clearing. Trey, you know how those things work. If only he was a you know guy transfer. I will say this. In terms of dudes who have actually hit the portal, and shout out to, I think his name is Texas Tiger, is how that translates. Texas Tiger 95 from the Discord, who said this first. Side note, if you're not in the Discord, you should definitely be in the Discord. But he said it first. He was like, oh, watch Arteria Morris hit the uh, – Hit the portal, and I was like, "Why would he do that?" Like, and he did, and he did. <laughs> but he's he's going to Ole Miss, isn't he? Why? Why? Why would you? Because he's going. If, with Beard. if you're Chris Beard, I understand. But Chris Beard just fought to keep Matt Morrell. If you keep him for, if you're keeping Matthew Morrell, like that's not what I thought that was going. You said Chris Beard fought, and I thought, I thought you were about to say his fiance, which is also factual. <laughs> I just I don't know. You wouldn't if take Artario and Matthew together. That's a heck of a one-two. I think punch I right would, there. but like, how how do you make that argument if they're two two ball dominant guys for the most part? I mean, how do, how do you at the make one that and argument? Matthew at the two. I just don't, I think I would, someone's going to get do upset. It. I would take it. You give me if you gave me Russell, Sheway, and Artario Morris. We're going to the final four. 
right now. I will, I'd, I'll put a thousand dollars on it, whatever it is. I don't know what we're sitting at right now. I think we were like plus 5,000 the other day. I'll do it right now. You had those two dudes called it hmm. final four. I, I mean, I think that you, there's a good chance that you are fighting with, uh, old Dusty for, uh, First team in the AAC. Dusty's crusty, and his two guards just entered the freaking draft. Maybe, maybe, maybe. If they come back, they're going to be the first team still. Oh, crusty, Dusty. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. So, outside of uh, of Chiwe, is there anyone? Stands out to you, center, like an actual center. I'm not talking about just rolling out another dude who's not a center. Oh. We missed on Kalel Ware. I think we've known that the writing's been on the wall for a while. Yeah, I ended up at Indiana. I mean, I, I don't hate it though. Like that's not a guy that's been incredibly productive by any means, right? Sure. I mean, it's been floating out there. And he's an undersized center, but for college it works. I mean, if he hits the portal, it's a no-go. Are you, are you a member of the Sonogo train? I'm just saying, if it if it happens, it happens. <laughs> yeah. It and I would be happens. all about it. Look, it makes sense. We got some Bahamas trips coming up. It's the way to get my man some NIL. I don't know. I don't know. He's connected to the staff, though, right? Did we confirm that? Yes. Borman was his grassroots coach. Would you rather have Sonogo or uh, Treore from Auburn? I'm trying to think of another center that's out there that we've talked to. And I know it sounds easy, but one guy you're not going to have for as long as you will the other guy. Sonogo. That's my logic. Jorori's so another Project. guy that hasn't been productive. And I think you get Sonogo next year, you got a real shot at a Final Four. Just give What me if I told you? The outlet strip. Adama, Sonogo for one year or Treore for the three years? I cannot hear a word you are saying, my dog. Well, we talked about earlier with the transfer portal. Like, I don't know who else I'm going to have when we have Trey Ore. So I don't like. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that good that just him alone. So it's like, if you could tell me who else was going to be here back with him in two years, I could maybe buy into it. But I'm talking um, Mikey and JJ. Will they though? I mean, they got Where a free. They, go? they got a free transfer. They could use. I don't but, know. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying, in this day and age, bro, that's more likely than more likely than them staying. Probably. Give me the center from Louisville, Roosevelt Wheeler. Who the hell's out there naming their kids Roosevelt anymore? That's his first name. Her first name is Roosevelt. Hell yeah. Let's go. 
Or Lars. That'd be a fun one to cheer for. How, how big Lars. is old Roosevelt? Out of who? Roosevelt? Yeah. Ooh, let me pull it back up for some reason. Freaking 247 sites the worst. I don't know that I want anybody from Louisville. I mean, they were maybe the most booty team that's ever existed, especially at the P5 bad. level. They're right, get out of here. Bad. 6'11, he averaged 1.2 and two rebounds. No. He didn't get the chance, you know? It wasn't point one assist. What is it? Does that mean he had one total assist on the entire season? Hear me out. He had two assists. His name is Roosevelt, though. That's all that matters. The yeah. old name team. Get out of here. Anyway, my answer is Sunoco next year. That's not Trey or A for the next three. That's fair. What would you do? I think I still take Sonogo. Yeah. I don't see how you do it. I mean, the, the guy was just the MVP of the NCAA tournament. I know. Talk I, about a winner. He knows how to win. Give me one of these He's games signing all kinds of merch down in the Bahamas. Jaden Bidiaco. I'm just finding some goofy names now at this point. All right, so we need a point guard and a big. And I'll say this. The sooner we can get our roster finalized, the absolute better. Sure. I think you got to get these guys in over the summer, define roles, get them hanging out, working out together, build the chemistry, and let's roll in next fall ready to rock and roll. I don't want yeah. any of these late additions late in the year. Yeah, I, let's get everybody in here. If you guys are listening over there at the uh, Laurie Walton Center, we know that you are. Let's get everybody in here by June one. I don't know how the dates work out, but I would love it if everybody was ready to rock and on the the roster was finalized June one. Start the summer off right. Hmm. Yeah. I think they struggled with the late ad last year with Mars getting him in there. So I'm kind of against that, but what are you going to do? And I guess you never know, right? You had the whole Emmanuel Acott thing happen. You could have somebody that's currently on the roster that ends up finding a better situation. So that's how it goes with the portal. It's it's an always revolving door, that portal. Never closes. All right, really quickly – for those of you that are familiar with Bart Torvik or T-Rank, looking at our roster prediction for next year, if you had to guess, TJ, this does not include Leonard at the moment, and it will not let me add him for some reason. It is acting up. But given everybody else on the roster minus Leonard, where do you think we are currently ranked? Um, 54th. That is not a bad guess at all. 43rd. Okay. I I was kind of being pessimistic, but yeah. We're right there. I think Leonard probably brings you up to 30-ish, maybe. Maybe a little top Mm. 30, I'd say. I say adding Leonard, what were we, 43rd? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. 37, maybe. 
I don't think they'll move you that much. In the you'll be in the thirties, and then you add a big and maybe a, a point guard, and you're a top twenty-five team, ready to I roll guess into next we, year. This may go without saying. We're we move on from Amzel, right? Mustafa Amzel. I mean, we can't I can't afford to take another. Yeah. Well. I mean, unless you're you're taking him and dropping Jordan. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that could be a possibility, probably. Oh, first of all, why is Jaden on scholarship? That just seems like a cheat code to have your own son and you just not put him on scholarship. You get an extra scholarship player. Like, what are we talking about? I don't know. I can't. I, I don't know. I can't answer that question. He deserves to be on scholarship. I'm sure is maybe the thinking. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. I know where you're coming from. I agree with you. But you know anything I'm about not, uh I'm not the one determining scholies. Uganda on Yenso, Kentucky. You know anything about this guy? I do not. He's a six eleven, two twenty-five. Uh I guess technically he'll be a sophomore for a uh, sophomore center. We did recruit him out of high school. I remember that, but he's in the portal. I could see, I could see Penny being interested in that guy. And his you never know. We, it, we may not even the guy that we end up with at the five may not even be in the portal yet. For all we know, it is wild how that always works out. Um. All right. The only other thing, Tej, that's happened, Frank Haith is officially out of here, which I hated. I loved having Frank on staff. Wish we could have gotten another year with him, uh, but he's headed down to Texas. What do you do with that? Does Penny find another ex-head coach to fill in right there? That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I I don't know where we're headed. I haven't heard anything. Uh, but definitely something to keep an eye out on is is that third assistant spot and and who ends up filling it in. Hey, one name. Josh Pastner. What? Posh Jasner? Joshua Pastner. I will say we heard rumors of that weeks ago when he was first uh, laid off. For the uh, Georgia Tech men's basketball program, but I think I don't think it would work. I think there's a little bit of smoke of him joining the Kentucky staff now. Yeah, I don't think actually Cal's calling him home. I think any like surrounding himself with guys he's comfortable with and guys he's familiar with and guys he trusts. Say that he's yeah, guys he trusts. I can't say he's that. He's that way with Josh. I, I think that would be kind of wild. But I just can't. I don't know. He hired Borman. I don't know of any prior yeah, relations with Borman. Can you imagine Penny and Josh hanging out? No, no, no. 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 Completely different. Swagger and non-swagger. Josh looks like he wears Velcro shoes. Swagger. And Penny obviously has his own shoe line. Goober. Do they? Maybe Penny would hook him up with some Velcro foam posits. They make them. Uh, what for kids maybe for babies yeah <laughs> maybe not were those baby foams that jonathan if you're listening comment i don't were j-dubs 
foam posits, uh, Velcro. I don't think I think they had shoelaces. Never mind. Fake news, man. Be a custom Velcro edition for Josh. I don't know. I actually, I, I it's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think of another yeah, coach. No, they weren't Velcroed. Here's the. Shoe string. Okay. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who ends up being. Um, but a head coaching vacancy on the women's side was filled yep. with uh, former Tennessee volunteer, two time national champion Alex Simmons, former head coach of uh, Gardner Webb. Seems to be a pretty good hire. She set multiple program records, school record of 29 victories, a 21-game win streak, a perfect 18-0 in conference play. So they were the regular season and tournament champions for the Big South and took the running Bulldogs to their first tournament since 2010. Hmm. So it seems like a pretty good hire to me. I mean, you hated to see Katrina leave, but you understand it. She played for Cincinnati, so going back to her own honor. But uh, don't hate by any means this hire with uh, Alex Simmons. So looking forward to what she's able to uh, to do over there in the Elmerone Fieldhouse. Yeah, I mean, it's a proven winner. I, I think that's probably the smartest route to go from this point out. I mean, that's what she did with Katrina, and you, you notice immediate success. So you just find another proven winner, and hopefully, it sounds terrible, but you kind of want the, Mem the the Memphis women's basketball team to just kind of become a stepping stone job for the most part, right? I, I think you're okay with that. I mean, yeah, if you're if your coaches are getting hired away, that just means good things are happening. Yeah, you're program. just winning, winning, winning. Exactly. Yeah, I, it's not so. It's perhaps not like a long running thing. Like you're probably not going to be able to do it forever, but I don't know. Depending on what you're looking for, I think you can get a couple good years out of this between Katrina and uh, Alex. I think you could have a pretty good women's program for the next yeah, couple. Yeah, I years. mean they're they're headed in the right direction, so uh, it'll be good to see uh, see what Alex is able to do and, and build on what Katrina had kind of laid as the foundation over there. Um, all right, not a ton of uh, – we're in the midst of, of spring practice, but not a ton of news. We do have Friday night stripes mm -hmm. under the lights a week from Friday, so April 21st, 7 p.m. at Simmons Bank. Looking forward to that. We will have a full recap of the spring game. Um, other than that, Tej, we'll keep an eye on the portal. We got a couple of scholarships we think left to fill. We got a coaching – assistant spot left to fill you got anything else i don't think so i was still trying to rack my brain around somebody penny trust that's in the uh someone i think could be a potential hire but i'll just put it in the discord because once i find i'm trying to think of who's who's an american head coach that we beat this year that got fired USF guy, yeah, Brian Gregory, yeah, there you go. No, that wasn't his name. Not on him. No, what, who was the dude's name? Was that it? Sure, 
You sure that wasn't him? I don't know. That didn't look right. Yeah, it was Brian Gregory. Maybe he's the next guy. I don't know. I think Penny sticks with the circle. It's not a big one, I guess. It's not a big circle. Not a big circle. All right, let's moon biscuits it. This is a wild can, Deej. It is a wild can. I'm not going to lie. A lot of artwork went into this one. I'm going to need you to hear me out on one of these because I like the can. I think there's a lot of good colors going on. But there's one thing that caught my eye. And that's this guy. Yeah. See this guy? I see him. Is that Prince Mongo? No, I think I could be wrong. Is this Ray Bradbury? Oh, I know you're talking 451 about. guy. Yeah, the, uh, I don't think that's uh, Martian Chronicles. Chronicles, Martian Chronicles. I think that's right. I don't think Ray. Kind of, Ray didn't have a beard. The dude, yeah, that's a beard, right? And those squiggles in so. the can. I think he had a beard. I don't know. I, maybe it's my mind just making that up because it's called Moon Biscuit Space Martian Chronicles. I don't know. I don't know. That's a cool can. A lot going on here. I'm sure if you were Prince someone Mongo who didn't have a, doesn't have a beard either. If you were someone who participates in illegal activities, uh, you could probably look at this can and get feeling some type of way. It's definitely a trippy can. A lot going on there. I wish it glowed in the dark. I kind of want to turn off the lights in the middle of this. Did you try it? It'll ruin the video. No, because. A, the switches across no, the room. And I B, thought it, if anything, I thought the moon would glow. But it bro, didn't. that's what I'm trying to do right now. No, it doesn't glow in the dark. They should think about that, though. Yeah, hey, if you got the marketing team over there, Wise Eric is listening, a glow-in-the-dark edition of Moon Biscuits would be sick. Uh, it's good. It's a good can. I like that. I'm going to say... I think it's like an 8-4. I really like this can. I do too. I'm looking to see if there's anything Memphis related in the artwork. I don't see anything. Otherwise, if there was, I would have made this very, very high. It um, could be this guy. Whoever that I is. I know. That's what I'm saying, but we don't know for sure. I'm going to email him and ask. What did you say? 8-4? That seems a little yeah. bit high. I'm going to go like 7-9. It is a good can though. If it, if if these little like whitish parts glue in the dark, in the dark. would you say seven nine? Yeah. If that was, if this can glue in the dark, glowed in the dark, I would it would be like a nine something. If it the beer's very dark. good though. This amber ale, if this was nineties and these are not in style anymore, it's a great beer. Yeah, I would I would actually and I don't like doing this. It's very rare. Actually, I think it's happening twice, perhaps thrice. Uh, I'm gonna say the beer matches the can rating. I, I think it's another eight four. Once, twice, thrice. You just straight up went eight four on both like that? I think so, yeah. I really like it. I could definitely drink multiple of these. Oh yeah. Um 
It does have a little of that. Um, it's not. What's the word? I'm looking it's for? not heavy. Malt, it does have a little bit of malty. It's not a lot though. But yeah. I'm gonna say four. I really liked it. Surprisingly, it's a honey malt, which I huh? think makes the maltiness better. Uh, nice. I agree. This is a very good brew. I'm going. I don't know that I want to put it at eight four, but I'm right there with you at like an eight two. Expect that. Could definitely two. have multiple biscuits. Takes it to an eight two on average. That's a pretty good beer. One one we would recommend right here, Moon Biscuits. Go get you a sixer of Moon Biscuits. Ted Lasso style honest. those biscuits he makes. Oh yeah. I can't tell you the last time I bought a six pack straight of one type of beer. I, will, uh, I can't. I it was last it week or whenever we did Poppy's Pills because they only sold a six pack of it. So I bought a six pack. I can, yeah. I mean, I from John's wedding, I probably have like 10 tiny bombs in my fridge, but that's just because I really like tiny bomb. But I didn't buy that. You know, every time you're, I go, I, you're a big build your own guy. Yeah. Yeah, I like that that variance that you can get out of that. Yeah. I think build your own is probably the way to go. Unless you're just like picking up for a tailgate of the lake or something. Then you just grab a you grab a pack or whatever. I don't know. I'd still six I'd still create my own every time. Mm, built different like that. That is you are built different if you're doing that. All right, Tees, that'll wrap us up. We uh We'll be back next week. Who knows? A portal's still active. We may have two more commits. We may have a new coach, new coach in the assistant role. And hopefully we have a little bit of football updates. I don't know. It'd be nice. But that'll wrap it up for episode 21. Our Tigers Untapped is officially drinking age. Happy 21st, Tej. Oh. That's feet. backwards. Come with a cold beer. Stay for the hot takes. Peace. There we go. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts. Head over to BluffCityNIL.com for comprehensive coverage of Memphis Tiger Athletics. We will see you back here next week.